chills, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense. Bite back at the fear. Arabian Nights, or The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. Volume 5, The Ebony Horse, narrated by Mavsky. When it was the 369th night, Shahrazad said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the warders had recounted the case of the Persian egromancer, they held in prison, and his weeping and wailing, the prince at once devised a device whereby he might compass his desire. And presently the guards of the gate, being minded to sleep, led him into the jail and locked the door. So he overheard the Persian weeping and bemoaning himself in his own tongue and saying, Alack, and alas for my sin, that I sinned against myself and against the king's son in that which I did with a damsel, for I neither left her nor won my will of her. All this cometh of my lack of sense, and that I sought for myself that which I deserved not, and which befitted not the like of me. For whoso seeketh what suiteth him not at all, falleth with the like of my fall. Now when the king's son heard this, he accosted him in Persian, saying, How long will this weeping and wailing last? Say me thinkest thou, that hath befallen thee that which have never befell any others than thou? Now when the Persian heard this, he made friends with him and began to complain to him of his case and misfortunes. And as soon as the morning morrowed, the warders took the prince and carried him before their king, informing him that he had entered the city on the previous night at a time when audience was impossible. Quoth the king to the prince, Whence comest thou? And what is thy name and trade, and why hast thou traveled thither? The prince replied, As to my name I am called in Persian Harja. As to my country I come from the land of Afar, and I am of the men of art, and especially of the art of medicine and healing the sick, and those whom the jinns drive mad. For this I go round about all countries and cities to profit by adding knowledge to my knowledge, and whenever I see a patient, I heal him, and this is my craft. Now when the king heard this, he rejoiced with exceeding joy and said, O excellent sage, thou hast indeed come to us at a time when we need thee. Then he acquainted him with the case of the princess, adding, If thou cure her and recover her from her madness, thou shalt have of me everything thou seeketh. Replied the prince, Allah save and favor the king. Describe to me all that thou hast seen of her insanity, and tell me how long it is since the Axis attacked her. Also how thou camest by her and the horse and the sage. So the king told him the whole story, from first to last, adding, The sage is in goal. Quoth the prince, O auspicious king, and what hast thou done with the horse? Quoth the king, O oh, youth, it is with me yet, laid up in one of my treasure chambers. Whereupon, said the prince within himself, the best thing I can do is first to see the horse and assure myself of its condition. 
If it be whole and sound, all will be well and end well. But if its motor works be destroyed, I must find some other way of delivering my beloved. Thereupon he turned to the king and said to him, O king, I must see the horse in question. Happily I may find it in somewhat that it will serve me for the recovery of the damsel. With all my heart, replied the king, and taking him by the hand, showed him into the place where the horse was. The prince went round about it, examining its condition, and found it whole and sound. Whereat he rejoiced greatly and said to the king, Allah save and exalt the king. I would fain go into the damsel that I may see how it is with her, for I hope in Allah to heal her by my healing hand through means of the horse. Then he bade them take care of the horse, and the king carried him to the princess's apartment, where her former lover found her wringing her hands and writhing and beating herself against the ground and tearing her garments to tatters as was her wont. But there was no madness of gin in her, and she did this, but that none might approach her. When the prince saw her thus, he said to her, No harm shall betide thee, O ravishment of the three worlds, and went on to soothe her and speak her till he managed to whisper, I am Kamar al-Kamar, Whereupon she cried out with a loud cry, and fell down fainting for excess of joy. But the king thought this was epilepsy, brought on by her fear of him, and by her suddenly being startled. Then the prince put his mouth to her ear, and he said to her, O Shams al-Nahar, O seduction of the universe, have a care for thy life and mine, and be patient and constant. For this our position needeth sufferance and skillful contrivance to make shift for our delivery from the tyrannical king. My first move will now be to go to him, and tell him that thou art possessed of a jinn, and hence thy madness, but that I will engage to heal thee, and drive away the evil spirit, if he will at once unbind thy bonds. So when he cometh into thee, do thou speak him smooth words that he may think I have cured thee, and all will be done for us as we desire. Quoth the princess, hearkening and obedience. And when he went out to the king in joy and gladness and said to him, O August king, I have by thy good fortune discovered her disease and its remedy and have cured her for thee. So now do thou go into her, and speak her softly, and treat her kindly, and promise her what may please her. So shall all thou desirest of her be accomplished to thee. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say.